Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's always a pleasure to have you on the program, His Word, where we look into the Word of God. Today we are looking into the story of the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But there are some other angles that are important that we have to look into other than just only focusing on the Son or the baby Jesus Christ. But there are people who are involved. There's Mary and there's Joseph. There's a life that they used to live in, around and the people, culture that was in during the time of their lives on earth. So we have to learn what God is actually saying about humanity, how he plans to use humanity to fulfill his dream or his vision. What are the things that he uses? What is important for us to do such that we become verses of the Lord that he can use us as he wants? I believe the message is going to bless you and you will change the way you understand Christmas and you will know how God works with us and you will understand what God wants to do in this world through you. So it's a great time we're having today. So I have to explain today's sermon because it's not a common one, uh, but you have to know it because it's relevant to the situation we are in. So I'm taking what they refer to as the first person sermon. So uh, you will understand it by and by. It doesn't go normally like, uh, let's open the Bible in the book of uh, this and this, but it is in the Bible. If you want to reference, we are going to take two chapters today in the space of 30 minutes. It's in the book of Matthew chapter 1. We'll be taking from the whole Matthew chapter 1. And we'll be taking Luke chapter 1 from verse, I think, from verse uh, 10, around verse 10. And we'll go, back, uh, go and cross over to chapter 2. And we'll go to the chapter, I think, chapter, uh, verse 5 and 10. So we are just going to go deep into the word but in a different way. Amen. Let's pray. Father in the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. From now I'm no longer I'm in the shoes of Joseph. I'm born in Israel and my genealogy is perfect. I'm from the genealogy of kings, like the King David. And in my genealogy, there are also priests and there are Levites. These are people that are in my blood. I've been made from those people. I'm Joseph and my father is Jacob. I'm an Israelite and I believe in the law of Moses. And I want to keep the law of Moses in whatever I do. As I grow up, I wanted to know and to walk in the Torah as the Torah says to us. And to do exactly what the word of God is saying. But as I grew up as a, to be a teenager and to be an old man ready to be married, I saw a beautiful girl in my locality. And I really loved her. I've taken an initiative to propose to her, and actually she agreed. When I talked to her, I could see because of the life she lived in Galilee that she was also a pure person who feared God. And this aligns to what we've been taught because we have to have a relationship with someone who also is pure or who is a, a, an Israelite. We have to be Jews. 
Things have been going perfectly good for the two of us, and we've been engaged. Our engagement actually is different. We actually, I had to pay Dowie, or I had to pay the bride price to his parent, to her parents. And this has taken us, in our culture actually, it takes not more than one year to be in an engagement. After the year, we should be together. Everything is going fine between the two of us. We love each other and we intend to build a family. We want to live this life pleasing to God. I know she's a pure girl who fears God and she's a, a, a virgin. I'm an innocent man who lives for God and I want to live by the rules of the Lord. I remember this other time we went to his family and we paid the dowry. It was a great day. Their parents were happy that our lady or our girl is now getting into the stage of adulthood. His father was so much happy to receive the dowry. And I was so much happy to have a girl or a, a, a wife to be. I was so happy. But I wanted to maintain my sincerity or my fear of the Lord to walk according to the laws of Moses. The law of Moses. And I did that earnestly. I remember this particular day, we had a meeting with my, 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 my wife-to-be, Mary. We met under a tree just to discuss. It was just the two of us. What a wonderful time we had. I had been there. But when she came, I noticed something. So it was a little bit different. And she said to me, as we chat and discuss all the things, how things were, because she used to, she used to stay with her parents, and we discussed so many things. But in my mind, at the back of my mind, I was worried, like, she's gaining weight. What is actually happening? And then I finally took the card and said, are you pregnant? And she said, yes. I was so angry about that. And I asked her, really? And she said, yes. So furious as I was, I said to her, what actually happened? She said to me, you know, Joseph, this particular time, an angel of the Lord came to me. And I asked, what an angel? And then she said, just listen. I said, okay, that's fine, talk. I was so angry. And she said to me, she's, the, the angel said to me, I was going to bear a child, and this was kind of a special child. And you know, he said I was going to be pregnant. And I asked her, really? So you are not longer pure? You are no longer a virgin? I said, no. And she actually even said to me, I even asked the angel to, to prove my sincerity. I asked the angel, how is that going to be? Since you know I'm someone who is pure before you, before God, actually. I fear God even more than you. And then she said something that I didn't believe. She said, the Holy Spirit will make me uh, uh, pregnant. And I asked myself, how can that be? She's deceiving me. You are deceiving me. And I was so angry that day. And actually, we departed not in a good mood. I was so angry of what she was saying to me because she's actually making me a fool. How can you tell me you are pregnant and you don't even know the, the person who has impregnated you, and you say it's the Holy Spirit 
Where has that ever happened on earth? She's making me a fool. And I'm angry about that. As I went home in my room, I just went straight to my room and she went back home. I sat in my room, thinking, looking on the rooftop, angry. I normally sleep at nine, but I, and I looked at the time. It was around, I knew it was around 1 a.m., still not feeling like I should sleep. Angry about this lady. I've actually paid dowry to her. I've communicated to the parents. And I know the law of Moses, what it says. It actually says, if someone rapes a girl, and it's in town, and nobody hears when the lady is shouting, that's found in Deuteronomy. We, the male and the female, will be killed. But if it's in the outskirts, and that happens, it is the male who is going to be killed. I know very well what the Bible says, or the law of Moses says about rape. So I'm going to suffer for this. And I don't want to be part of a relationship that has got lies. The best thing for me as a man of integrity, I will secretly separate with her. I don't believe the story she's telling me and it's fake and it's false and she's making me a fool and I cannot be fooled by a girl who is younger than me to make things worse. Let it just come to an end. Uh, uh, there are so many ladies around I can start afresh and I'll tell my, my parents to go and claim the dough for me and I will continue with life. But this I cannot stand. Late at night, I fell asleep around 2 a.m. And I fell into a trace. And I saw an angel of the Lord. He appeared to me for the first time. And he said to me, I know what you were thinking. But Mary hasn't deceived you. What she said is true. What she has is by the Holy Spirit. And it's not a normal thing. And you remember in the Bible, in the book of Isaiah, it says, a son will be born. And this is the son we are expecting. So you will call his name Jesus because he is from God. So be there, take Mary, let her be your wife and continue with the normal life. When I woke up, I thought, what is it? Was it an angel? Is it true? But if it's an angel, is it true? But he said, I should just do as God has said, accept Mary. It was difficult for me. In the morning, I thought about this. And I could see Mary, she, we normally met a week, every week. And when we met, I thought about it. And she still was like, just like that. And sincere to me, she said, what I told you still stands. Thinking of what she's saying and knowing what the angel has said to me, now I had to accept. Difficult as it was for me as a man, I said, if it's God, it's okay. Fine. I'll respect it. But I won't touch you. And you should know this. 
Because it's more is getting to over a year now, we have to stay together. Our, our law or our custom is we don't have to be engaged for over a year. So you can come and we'll stay together, but this you should know. We won't have anything. I won't know you. They won't be intimate until the child is born. And maybe we'll prove who is the father. But for now, let's just separate. Uh, let, sorry, let's say, stay together. Whilst we were staying together with Mary, everything was good. And we could feel the love, the warmth. She accepted the condition. And I accepted the condition. And we were living that kind of life. So as we stayed together, there was a decree that was said. And the decree was, everybody has to be counted in Bethlehem. We are taking a census. Now, my wife-to-be, Mary, was heavily pregnant. And she had to go. We had to go. I remember when we woke up that day, she was so heavy. And we had to go because this was a decree. And it was a mandate. We had to be counted. Well, we went up for counting in Bethlehem. It was a slow process. I remember we had to walk, trying to, to get there. Time and again, she would sit down on the tree, maybe under a tree, just to get strength. And we continue moving until we got into Bethlehem. But when we were there, there were so many people who had come for the counting, for the census. So many, many people were there. There was no place for us. No hotel. We tried to go to Hotel A. It was closed. We went to Hotel B. It was closed. Well, they, actually, there was no place, not really closed. It was full. I'm sorry to say closed. It was full. And we couldn't get anywhere. But I could see there were some camels. There were some camels. And we went to the crawl. When we looked at the crawl, we looked for something that was there because she was now on the labor pains. Lo and behold, she gave birth to a son. And when the son was born, it was so beautiful, crying there. And I thought, this is what we've been waiting for. And the son was born. And his name was there. It was Jesus. We knew. The angel had told us it would be called Jesus. It was a joy to have the child born on a manger or in a manger. Now, as we lived, we were there for quite some time because the census was quite low. But in the process, there was a time for purification. We had to take Jesus Christ, our son, for purification in the temple. When we went to the temple, there were people who were praying there. There were two people. Simon, we know Simon. He was one of the people who were earnestly praying for the redemption of Jerusalem. And there was this lady by the name of Anna. She was there also prayerful for Jerusalem, for the deliverance of uh, Jerusalem. And when we got there, when we were there, Simon was so happy and he just took the son, our son, and welcomed him and said, this is what we've been waiting for and actually now I can die because I've seen the person or the redemption of Jerusalem. And there was this lady by the name of Anna who was also, he had been a virgin and got married and his husband and her husband, sorry, died very early in life. I think it has been, he, they had been together for about seven years. And when he died, 
the lady just decided to go into the temple to fast and pray for Jerusalem. And when she heard the news that Jesus had been born, she was also happy. Now, when the time had come for us, after all the purification in the temple, we had to go back down to Galilee with our son who had been born, Jesus Christ. But this was my son now, conceived through the Holy Spirit, and this was my wife who gave birth to the son. I'm grateful to God for all that he has done. He respected that I'm a man who feared him, who wanted to live according to the law of Moses, obeyed the law of Moses, and kept myself pure. And I didn't want to defile myself by being in a relationship that, has, uh, that is defiled. And God actually recognized that my wife was also pure. It means God favored us. Amen. Now, I want to come to the Word. As we summarize the Word of God, there are things that I want us to know that we are learning from this short performance or short narrative sermon, which is the application in our lives. The first thing that we need to know, we see a young man who is pure and a young lady who is pure. And these are people who have decided to live for God. People who have decided to be pure in a, in a corrupt or, 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 or a secular world, but they decided to live a holy life. Think of a girl who said, how can it be? She doesn't even doubt that I might be pregnant from someone. She knows she hasn't had any uh, intimate relationship with anyone, and she's sure I haven't, I'm not pregnant. And God honors people who are pure. As we read about Joseph, he was also a pure person. And that's why actually he wanted to separate secretly with, with Mary. Now, the thing is, keep yourself pure. God has big things that are for the world that he will bring through you. God is a God who respects human principles or humanity. God, although he has a right to come and preach like I'm preaching, but he decided to use me. Just like the praise team, God can send angels to sing and we enjoy, but he wants us to do it. God has some assignments that he wants to accomplish on this earth, but he uses people. So you are one of the ingredients. They talk of a masterpiece. If you have played a puzzle, a puzzle you put all the shapes there to make a big picture. But there is just a piece that when you get it, it makes you see where the image is going. That's a masterpiece. God, you are a masterpiece to God. There is something God wants to accomplish on this earth through you. So make sure that you live a pure life. And God sees and recognizes that like he recognized with Mary. Now, obedience to God is necessary. If you understand clearly the situation, Joseph could have made a decision not to listen to what the angel had told him. He could actually have proceeded to say, no, Mary, I don't want to marry you. Go back home. But 
he respected the word of God through the angel. In our lives, we need to listen to what God says to us. For the world to receive what God wants to accomplish through you. Because if Joseph didn't accept Mary, the community wouldn't have accepted Jesus. I believe the community didn't even know that Jesus Christ had been conceived through the Holy Spirit. It might have been Mary and Joseph who knew that. Because it was a secret. Nobody can tell. Joseph would be a man who is not right in his mindset to tell everybody, this is not my child. This is not my child. I believe they kept that secret a secret because she, he loved his wife. So God has things he wants to accomplish for this world through you. But you have to listen to what he says to you. Some of the things God will tell you to do, they're abnormal, just like it was abnormal for Joseph. So God has things he wants you to do. And he tells you through his spirit, he ministers to you inside your heart that this is what you have to do. He also ministers to you through the word. And God speaks to you and you are burning inside to do what God has said to you. But you have the right to say no. And those people who should be enjoying whatever God has sent you are not because you have said no. So you better obey God. We see in the story of Simon and Anna that we find in the book of Luke, it's chapter 2, those that were praying in the temple. You see, it's important for other people to commit themselves to prayer, just being a prayerful person. If I can just go to the story of Anna, there is nothing that is recorded in Scripture other than just that portion of Anna, a widow who had been married for seven years and she remained pure. After the death of her husband, she decided to go to the temple to pray and live a life that was prayerful. You might have gone through a situation that's hurting in your life, like she had lost her husband. That's a painful situation. But instead of going back and just saying, this God doesn't care for me, how can he give me a husband for only seven years and this life of misery I'm living? She decided to dedicate her life to God. Regardless of the pain you might have gone through in your life, you go and go to God and serve him. Just give your life to God and he will recognize that. If Anna didn't pray, or do what she did, she wouldn't, first she wouldn't be, have been recorded in scripture. And she wouldn't have seen the person who was going to deliver Israel. So God has something he wants to achieve on this earth through you. Keep your life pure. Obey what he says to you. It might not be abnormal, but, uh, uh, but accept and do what God says you must do. And live for God. You have something precious for this world, which is God's plan. God has a plan in heaven, but he wants to accomplish it through you. Like he did for Mary, for Mary and Joseph. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word. We've heard the good in the story of the birth of Jesus Christ. Lord, you work through people who have dedicated their lives to you and decided to live pure lives. We pray for the young people, for the married today, for everybody on this earth, 
to live a pure life so you can use us, God. You use what is pure and you, you understand the value that we put in obeying you and you bless us. You have things that you want to do, you want to accomplish on this earth, but it can only be through us. Father God, help us to accept the abnormal things that you want us to do for, to save the world. Help us, God, in Jesus' name. We know that we might face opposition in our families, opposition in our churches, in the community, but as long as you have said, let it be, let it be done, God, it will be done. Help us, God, to achieve that in the wonderful, mighty name of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, that's all we had for you today. I believe the word of God has ministered to you and your life has been changed. Well, it was a first air person sermon. I believe it's a different one, but now you have been blessed and now you understand what God wants from us and how he works with humanity. God willing, let's meet next time and goodbye.